Well, hello. Welcome along to the Still Parents podcast. It's episode number five. We're doing it on a Monday. Just a little switch up from usual. And also we're... Oh, actually, we're not too bad. I thought we were a little bit late. We were waiting for Matt, regular on this podcast, to finish his dinner. So I think Ryan put a bit of pressure on him in that last minute there. That's because uh, his time management is absolutely appalling. I suppose he's tired because he was up watching the um, punch, punch bowl. He was up watching... Uh, I've absolutely lost what I'm trying to say. He was watching the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> sounds yeah. like you, it sounds like you were, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I know what I was going to say. That, yeah. that backfired, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working on about three hours sleep. Uh, my name's Dan. Obviously, we're joined uh, with Matt, as always. And, of course, Ryan. Ryan Jackson from the Lily May Foundation, who you all know as part of our Still Parents podcast. Uh, how are you, Ryan? Are you well? Yeah, good, Dan. Thank you. All, uh, all good. Bit of a... Bit of a tricky weekend, I suppose, because it was Lily's eleventh yeah, birthday. Yeah, eleventh birthday yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's all, it's always that one of those um, yeah. one of those days in the year that's obviously not looked forward to. But actually, on on the whole, we had a, a nice day. We went for a, a walk in Henley. Got some chips from the chippy. Took the kids for a walk over the uh, over the hills in Henley, and then. Um, Finished it off with a nice Chinese last night and a few of um, Australia's finest beverages. We've got two people joining us for the first time since episode number one, which, by the way, they are all up for you to listen to now as the uh, the four episodes we've got so far. Uh, we have Jack and we have Craig. First of all, hello, Jack. Welcome along. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We have to say, Jack already wins the award of best living room for the podcast <laughs> in terms of everyone's room. There's, so there's nothing to do with me. We, we mentioned before we went live, if anyone's watching Match of the Day during lockdown, it looks like um, one of the lounges <laughs> that they rented out. I keep expecting Jermaine Genus to pop up, talk about yesterday's no, result. I'm sorry to disappoint him, but he definitely won't be. He's not here. <laughs> Jack, could you give us a little bit of a background with your story and what happened and everything, if, if that's okay, please? Yeah, yeah definitely. So, um, well, I've now, I've now got two girls, um, which is Isabella, who's now six. Before we did have Isabella, um, we did go through a few miscarriages, which was obviously mm. difficult um, on its own before, obviously, having Isabella. Um, and then we, we had Oscar, who was our little boy who we, did, who we lost. Um, he would have been four, December, just gone. Um, and then we've, we've since had Amelia, who's actually going to be three next month. Yeah, so with losing Oscar, he had a few complications with um, a few chromosome disorders. Um, and hence then why it turns out he wasn't compatible with life effectively. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a difficult process from, from kind of start to finish in terms of the whole pregnancy. Um, so then, so then obviously having him and, and, and being still before. Yeah. That's kind of our story. Isabella, who, um, just, uh, six, you say. Yes. Isabella six. Yes. Amelia is three and Oscar would have been four. Yeah. When I first met Jack, probably only about 30 minutes ago before we went yeah. live, I was amazed that Jack was old enough to have a... Sounds very patronising, this. Jack. I, I get it quite a lot, to be honest. old, which is not a bad thing, is it? No. You get ID'd quite, quite regularly. Yeah, so yeah, I think uh, last year, I can't remember where we were, what shop, but I had Isabella, who is my eldest, six. Uh, thought I'd just chance my arm, get a lottery ticket, lucky dip. Yeah. And uh, the chap behind the till... He he quickly went. Have you got any idea on you? Kind of looked at him a little bit funny, thinking, "I'm not sure if you're uh, you having me on here or not." But 
no, he, he then asked me to just drop down my mask, <laughs> pull, out, pull out my ID. Yeah, he had a nice little look at it, gave me it back and then gave me my lottery ticket. <laughs> Quite happy then walked out with my six-year-old daughter thinking, I can't believe what's just happened, but... There we go. That's <laughs> been uh, looking quite young, I suppose. Ryan got ID'd as well, he mentioned earlier, yeah. not so long ago. <laughs> I, yeah, I did get ID'd. Yeah, it was uh, a couple of it months. It was in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> when I was three. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got ID'd a couple of months ago trying to, uh, well, say trying to, uh, yeah, attempting to buy some alcohol and... Um, yeah, it wouldn't serve me because I didn't have any ID on me and wouldn't believe that I was 38. <laughs> Quite uh, a nice feeling, though, in a way. Oh, it was. I was chuffed to pieces when I walked <laughs> out thinking blindly. Were you I, disappointed not to leave with any alcohol, though, was it? Well, I went back with my ID in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show them. <laughs> And um, I was actually quite good because it was a different person on the till. So I, I was, uh, yeah, no, I was all right then, but... I tell you, I, I haven't pulled this up yet, but I, and I'm not going to make him obviously take his top off. But Jack has also got the best tattoo. It's actually on his chest, and it's um, the oh, bear wow. that we put in the memory boxes. Amazing. He's had, he's had Oscar's bear tattooed. It's absolutely phenomenal. I'm not obviously going to make him get it out, but um, <laughs> sure, I'm sure he will um, send a picture over so I can. So Hold I on, I might, let me see if I can find one quick. Yeah, you might be able to find a picture oh, yeah, one yeah, of them yeah. on his phone, but it's an Just absolute... make sure, Jack, it doesn't look like it's the first picture on your phone and it's ready to go. <laughs> I'll <laughs> scroll for a little bit. Just, yeah, uh... just scroll for a few minutes. While you're doing that, we'll get an introduction from Craig. Craig, welcome along. How are you, sir? Yes. Are you well? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Where are you joining us from? Where, whereabouts are you? Marston Green, Costadale, Chelmsley Wood. Could you give us a, uh, a bit of a background uh, with you and your story as well, please, Craig? Yeah, so um, me and the wife had 12 years of miscarriages, on average, probably four a year. Um, mm. And then we had our first child in 2012, followed by um, Poppy, who we had at 21 weeks, nearly. Um, she lived for an hour and then she died. And then we continued to have more children after that. And yeah. So four children all told, uh, one in heaven. Right, do you want to explain what the uh, discussion is tonight and how we how we decided we, this was going to be the topic for this evening? Yeah, so me being the master planner, um, left everything till the last minute, as per usual, <laughs> and um, came up with the idea of um, talking about s- sibling support through daddy's eyes. So it's more about the sort of support that we offer as dads to siblings because there are people out there and and we are acutely aware that the subjects that we cover are not always going to be for everybody um so we try and do a broad range of subjects which which sort of covers as many uh, possibilities as we can um and it was more about how we've sort of grown with our children that we had either pre-loss or post-loss and how we sort of help them and support them yeah, how we sort of remember birthdays, different times of the year, <clears throat> like that as well. So it was just a, a subject which, yeah, I um I thought was quite yeah. important and uh, asked these beautiful chaps here to take part. I think it's a good topic because it is something that we haven't touched on yet. Ryan, would you like to start us off? Yeah, I think um so we had Alfie who was who had just turned three when we lost Lily. Um so they're obviously in that sort of age where 
everything is play, nothing is sort of serious, nothing is final. He was obviously aware that uh, we were expecting a baby, but then when we lost Lily, I remember sitting him sitting him down. I mean, we all know what it's like trying to sit a three-year-old down and tell them something serious. We told him that the baby had died and that the baby wasn't coming home. And within sort of 30 seconds, he was like, can I go and play with my trains now? And it's that sort of like child being vulnerable at that sort of age that they don't associate death with something being final um, and that it's, you know, it, it's something which they don't understand and can't comprehend because they're not mature enough to be able to do it. But I think one of the things that um, I've certainly seen in Alfie um, since he's got older, I mean, he's 14 now and that he will, he, Alfie's very much one of these sort of kids that he he tries to keep his feelings to himself, but you can tell that he's upset about something or that, that there is something there. He never really um, displays emotion around Lily face to face. It's more um, he'll do things on Instagram or um, I don't know, like in, in maybe the earlier years he would have made birthday cards, Christmas cards, things like that. He would have done drawings where he would have drawn sort of, an angel in the sky or something like that. And I think the difference between him and obviously he was pre-loss and the difference between the other children that we've got post-loss, there is a really, really big difference and also a big difference between sort of male and female as well. Okay. Um, so in like, what, Fred, in what ways do like, would you say that manifests? I mean, Freddie's nine. He, I mean, I'm thinking back now a couple of years and, and, Amy and I, we, we lost a friend um, to breast cancer and um, we looked after her daughter a few times to give her husband a, a bit of respite and what have you. And there was there was one evening where she was crying, saying that she missed her mummy. And I remember Freddie, so he would have been seven at the time, saying, and I remember, sorry, speaking to this this girl saying, you know, think of all the nice things that you that you did with your mummy. Think of all the good times that you had, blah, blah, blah. And he just out of nowhere said, but I never met my sister, so what do I think about? And you sort of like, you're in a position then because he's obviously thinking about it. There's something ingrained there <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he's thinking, well, I had a sister, I never met her or a brother or, you know, vice versa. And it was at that point really that it opened my eyes actually about how siblings do grieve because they're quite often forgot about mums and mums and, you know, they'll mother their kids and what have you. But I do, dads obviously have a very different relationship with their children in comparison to what mums do. And I just found it very interesting that at times where you could remove them from the family situation, if you like. So for instance, myself, Alfie and Freddie, we'd go to the football yeah. You see a completely different side to them. Yeah, yeah. You do see a completely different side, whereas the girls, they're still very young. And whilst they know they've got a, a sister, they're for them, that, you know, blowing out the candles on a birthday or something, it's still playing, it's still... And it'll be interesting, actually, to see in the years to come how they sort of react, because, like I say, they're mm. with them being so young, nothing's final to them. And I suppose for them, it's quite difficult to be able to picture the fact that they do have a sister that obviously they've never met. Especially with, you know, the 
children being so young. You, you need to be honest and tell them and never lie. It, it's, it's, a, it's more of a how much do you tell them and how do you drip feed it over a period okay. of time more so than, you know, coming straight out with it. It's about sort of drip feeding it, I suppose, over a period of time, but not not lying about anything and not not keeping anything from them. If you're not, they're, they're only ever going to resent it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's sort of what I learned more so than anything. And I think Amy played a sort of big part as well because I think, I've, and I've been completely open and honest now, she's got more of a mature head on her shoulders <laughs> in comparison to me. And I think what she, I think most women have probably got a more <laughs> head on the shoulders, but I think what they, um, what she sort of helped me, even subconsciously, and, and I would never have probably told her this, is that actually being honest and being open and, and, and being like that and not withholding information from them, albeit that you would drip feed over a period of time, is the best, best um, way to be able to do it. Craig, I'm going to come to you. So you lost Poppy in 2013. Is that, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So you have Noah, who's nearly nine, uh, Jude and Ruben as well. So four children. Could you yes. um, talk about your your perspective? Really similar. We involved Noah from, from the word go, basically. We felt it important um, that he was involved straight away. Mm-hmm. There was no hiding it away from him. You know, he was expecting... Uh, a little sister that's what we had and for him to see her in the bed and in our arms although not pleasant for us to see it was important for him to see I'm, I'm glad we did it that way because he's grown up not looking at it as a as a horrible thing but looking at it as a as a, a time when he had input even though he was only tiny and he and he really was only tiny, he was only 18 months old, he still understood yeah. certain elements of it. He didn't understand why we were so upset. And we, you know, some people may say it, it's bad taking photos and things, but we did so to create memories for him. Yeah. So with, yeah. with him holding Poppy, him kissing Poppy, um, it was really important for us to do that. And he looks back at those photos now. And although his memories are very small, he still remembers little bits. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, whereas the other two, although they're aware they have an older sister, they don't know that they they never had the opportunity that Noah did uh, with holding her and kissing her and, you know, but they still recognize that they do have an older sister. Yeah. Uh, so we do involve those as well. Jack, just to recap, yeah, Isabella, six, or just yeah. turned six, or just turned no, six. six yeah. uh, Amelia, three, lost Oscar, who was four. So uh, just in the same vein as uh, how Craig and, and Ryan have spoke about uh, with the sibling support, what's um, how's, how's that worked out with you? So both sort of very similar um, stories, to be honest. We've always been, um, obviously, I think Isabella was a similar age to what Ryan said. Was it Alfie? Yeah, yeah. So she was a similar age, um, so she kind of didn't fully understand what was going on, but kind of knew enough that she was that mommy okay, was yeah. pregnant, and and we were having, or she was having a, a little brother. And then obviously, when we couldn't take Oscar home, like I say, she just she just kind of understood bits, but not enough to fully know what was going on. 
Um, it's kind of only really been the last year, year and a half or so that she's really kind of asked questions. Like um, Craig was saying, we, we were wanting to take photos because he's still our son. Yeah. He's still part of our family. He's not something we want to hide away from. And we just found the more open we are with her, she's not going to, like you say, resent anything, be, yeah. be kind of angry with us to the point. But we were also very careful with how much we did show and explain to her. Mm. Like I say, the last kind of year, year and a half is where she's really picked up on things and just just kind of asked more questions. And then obviously from having Oscar, um, we then had Amelia, which is kind of the complete opposite. Right. Um, because of how, I mean, she's, she's only three, so she's still quite young. Um, doesn't, again, fully grasp yeah. everything. She's just kind of learning. But because of how open and sort of honest we are with the family and with Oscar, and we try and bring everything to be a positive around the whole situation, she kind of only sees Oscar as her older brother, but in a positive light. So it is quite a strange one to, like you say, drip, drip feed them mm. the information. That does bring me on to my, my next point, actually, what you've ended with on that. Before we do that, Matt, um, I'm going to... Sorry for leaving you till last, but obviously you're here with us on every, every right. podcast, you know, so... Danny was yeah. finishing his dinner, so it's Just finished right. flossing his teeth, so <laughs> he's ready now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Etta's um, just, well, she turned three last October. She, again, similar to all, all the other lads, we've, we've been open from the beginning, very honest. She knows her as uh, a sissy. And 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 we we go up and obviously see Callie pretty much yeah. once a week as a, as a, as a family, and she comes with us in general. Uh, my parents um, <clears throat> also go up in the week, and when she's been looked after by my parents, she goes with them as well. So um, we've obviously got a picture of uh, a big framed picture of Callie in our front room as well. Um, so from very very early on, she 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 knew who. Who's, who Callie was um, look we again like the same as the rest of the lads her understanding of it is um, you know it's, it's minimal at the minute um, how old is that you say three yeah she turned three in October Crystal brought um, brought a book someone came before you and um, it's, a, it's a story about obviously about um, a, a a couple who mm. goes and explains goes through the process. They they have the, the first child. Unfortunately, the child dies, and then and then the um, the next baby comes along, and it and it's something that we read to her. Um, if she wants us to read it, we read it. But it, it's there for her for you know as she gets older, her understanding, and hopefully it might make her understanding a little bit easier. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's just um, it's just being honest, open, and and and. Um, just it, it's normal for us now. It's, how it's did normal. you um? How did you find that book, by the way? What was the name of it again? Okay, so anyone um, wants what, to check it out. Crystal, hold on. Where did you find that book? Matt, you, Matt just just ask the wife, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the internet. <laughs> yeah. So it's it. It was literally online. So yeah, like, yeah. Just, I can answer that. And can you edit that bit out? <laughs> <laughs> No, that, listen. That's what makes that. That's what makes this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally someone came before you, and you just, you, yeah. It's, like I said, it's it's, okay. a, it's it's it is it's it's certainly worth getting if you've right. gone on to have a child after losing. Um, I think anyway. So. All right, brilliant. Thanks, Matt. 
So moving on, obviously the ages are very similar in the group of the people that we have tonight and how everything's worked out and the, the differences in the discussions and the way that you speak to your children about it. Moving forward, how does that evolve? Have you thought about, you know, when, say, for example, teenage, the, the teenage years, and there's going to be maybe different sort of questions, <coughs> maybe that, that sort of rebellious period. Have you thought about how the conversations might go further down the line or is there any experience that you've you've learned from other people or you know just to move on from the from the stage of talking to a toddler about a member of their family to talking to someone who maybe want to ask some more more emotional questions I guess question that I've always been fearful of um and thankfully it's never happened and I don't think it ever will happen because of the way that we've grown up and spoken about uh, sorry, because of the way the children have grown up and, and we've spoken about Lily is if Lily had have lived, would you have had me? That's the sort well, of I question. had not thought of that as a question. <laughs> Certainly when, when they were a lot younger, used to haunt me because I used to think to myself, what would I say if they asked me that question? But then actually mm. when you, I suppose when you think about it is I would never use the term with them everything happens for a reason. So therefore you're here, blah, blah, blah. I think it's more of a, you know, it's, it's an, it's a, I don't think it's a question that you can answer. because You took the words out of my mouth. You can't answer it. You can't answer it. No, because there's no saying that we wouldn't have gone on to have another Mm. two, three, however many children. I don't think there is an answer. Mm. Um, But looking through a child's mind, they may very well want an answer for that sort of question. My, my, my go-to answer would be, uh, yeah, go and ask your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my answer would be that, it, it, that it's not a, that it's, it, there is no answer to that question because, yeah, yeah. of course, we would have gone on to have other children. Um, and that just because we lost Lily doesn't mean that um, we wouldn't have gone on to have other children. And it just so happens that, you know, you came after Lily or came what second after Lily, whatever that may be. But yeah, it's that is you can see how difficult it is because I'm, yeah, I'm stopping to yeah, answer yeah. that sort of question. It's it's a very very difficult question to answer. But yeah, obviously, I wouldn't change my children for the world. But it, it, it is a question that's always sort of been ingrained in the back of my mind that maybe one day I'll be asked. But yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, the kids are here and they're here exactly. for a reason. So. You know, and, and that's how it is, really. And following on from that, is there is there not an ex? Well, I suppose it's an expectation to a degree of how, when your your other children then become older, you know, more independent of thoughts, is there a way that you would prefer them to remember the lost well, child? I don't know about the rest of you guys, but for me, I, I'd want her to be proud of her. Yeah, yeah, mm. totally. I'd, I'd want her to be. I'd want her to be um, to know that to talk about her. As much as free, isn't as freely as she wants. Yeah. If she doesn't want to talk about it too much, that's fine. Mm. If she wants to talk about her loads, that's that's also fine. Um, but kids surprise you; they do surprise you. Like my, you know, my my niece um, is is now she's coming fourteen this year. But I was when we lost um, Callie. She was um, she was um, 10, 11 years old, and and she to start with she really struggled. But then she started thinking, like, what can I do? for good and she tried to raise money at school and, and things like this and 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 I would want Etta to be proud proud of Callie proud of knowing she's got a sister oh yeah 
Craig, so you have three, you have Noah, who's nearly nine, so Jude and Ruben as well. What are the ages of Jude and Ruben? Sorry, I know you said that earlier. I didn't know that. Jude's five and Ruben's two. The same thing really is asked to Ryan and Matt. How, how has that worked out with you? It, it's, it's a big wow question. It, it's something that I don't want them to ask. Yeah. Uh, but I think it mirrors Ryan's answer in, in that who knows, you know, we'd like to have thought we'd have carried on having more children. Uh, despite the um, problems we had before Noah, we always wanted uh, a fairly big family anyway. It, it's not a question I'm looking forward to being asked. And I expect Noah to be the one to ask it. Um, but the other two, I think that they're really proud um, that they've got a, an, an older sister as such in heaven. They deal with it really, really well. He does try to bless him. He takes up the uh, flowers and puts them on a grave and... and it, it, it's such a beautiful thing to see because he's uh, it, yeah he cleans the grave and and you know makes everything nice and presentable to his standards which is <laughs> pretty good um get that pocket yeah, money so, out. yeah <laughs> and he recognizes he knows her grave he can take it to her grave okay even at his age yeah so he does re- he recognizes okay. her name and, and where a grave is so that's um, good at that, that age there's already yeah. a tangible connection as well absolutely Jack, last but by no means least. Yeah, so again, sort of very similar to the lads, really. It's one of those questions you don't want to be asked, but it probably is going to crop up at some point because they're going to want to kind of know. I don't know whether there's ever going to be a right answer. It's going to be one of those that at that time, you just try and explain as best you can. Like you say, some people go, oh, we want two kids, three kids, four kids. Mm. You just never know how many you will will have. Um, It's not as though, right, that's it, draw the line end of it's a difficult one for them for the kids to to probably understand at the time yeah. but they're going to want to try and learn an answer give them the best answer you can uh, and be as upfront and honest with them yeah. kids take things differently anyway they're, they're all going to be different in in what they're thinking and what they kind of want to know i know my eldest is a lot more emotional obviously she's older than amelia anyway she's a lot more emotional mm. than the youngest um amelia's kind of in her own different different world we say yeah. he's on a different planet half the time so <laughs> she might never ask that question we just yeah. we just don't know until till they're older um so yeah it's just it, it's a difficult one um and we just always said we, we just, as, and, as and when it comes and i think over all the, the 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 podcasts and the topics that we've talked about so far i'm not sure if you agree with this ryan and matt but i think that it's almost for me it seems like the hardest question that anyone who's come on so far has, has had to answer especially you know the one that you put to us Ryan you know would you have had me if it wasn't for what happened which I yeah. really hadn't thought of no and 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 actually and this is nothing against you Dan is that I think that people who have lost a baby who have then gone on to have other children I reckon every single one of them has probably had that daunting question in their mind about what's going to happen. And you said, obviously, you yeah, haven't of thought of that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that shows the difference between maybe a bereaved parent and a, and a, and a parent. 100%. Who, you know, and, you know, that takes us back to, obviously, the original uh, very first podcast, which was the elephant in the room. Yeah. In respect of that, you know, like you say, you're, you're here to learn. And as well, it is a very, very difficult question. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, kids are, kids are resilient. We know kids are resilient anyway. Um, but you're shaping that as well at that age, aren't they? How they're going to react to it because of yeah, the malleable absolutely. nature of the brain. 
yeah, and that's why the the sort of growing up and, you know, we've got pictures of Lily around the house and we talk about her openly. And I suppose it's different in, in our situation as well because we've got the charity and, the, you know, there's not a day that goes by where... Yeah. Where the, the the word Lily, for instance, is not mentioned in the house or something, or you know, there's a, a picture, and will she will openly, you know, be quite proud and like big smile on her face when when she sees things about the, yeah. the Lily May Foundation and things like that as well. But yeah, I think just cementing really what everyone else has said is that I think that the main purpose about this is there are dads out there and you know I'm not going to mention names but who have come to us to ask for support about how they deal with questions from from their other children and you know the the sort of main answer really is just be open and as honest as you can be based on obviously the age of the child and use age-appropriate words and yeah it, it might even that's be the challenge isn't it you yeah. know it's such a serious question how do you how, how do you articulate that in a yeah, way that exactly. a, 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 someone under 10 or you know especially at three four years old is going to understand i mean we put we put sibling packs into hospitals as well um and a lot of the the things that are in sibling packs for uh, the charity you know there's like emotion journals there's various other little bits of worry dolls so that kids can tell their worries and their anxieties to the um to the worry doll and put it under their pillow and it takes the worry away things like that but also there's a book that we put in and i'm going to give her a bit of a pitch here and it's okay. called and it's called where are you liddy and it's similar to obviously matt said there's a book as well uh, the author is emma poor um and we've been putting that book and it's in- called what sorry where are you where are you liddy um and that again is a it's a it's a it's a picture book for children about sibling loss and bereavement, basically. And like I say, oh, okay, so it's something to share with the. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's, sorry, it's a story. So yeah, yeah. is a little girl that was. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, and I, I think that you know that that sort of using age-related. Yeah, yeah. Fiction and words, and you know, being an ex-teacher, used to use pupil talk and pupil speech and things like that. And I think you know, obviously, you'd never use massive, big, deep words with yeah. young children, but. It is being sort of age appropriate with how you, um, you know, speak to them and, and tell them. I think um, I think another interesting area of the sibling um, side of things is that um, me and me and Crystal um, talked when Etta came along about a middle name, um, okay. and um, Etta's got Callie as her middle name. Okay. Um, at, at the time, though, we talked at the start, and, and we were like, "Are we going to?" Are we going to double barrel? So it'd be Etta Cali, or we're we just going to keep oh, Cali okay. as that middle yeah, name. Yeah. <clears throat> and we decided. What made you decide on which one? What was the reason? Well, we decided pretty quickly to put it as a middle name because we wanted Etta to to be her own person yeah. as well. Okay, and I yeah. think that's I think that's really important. The fact that um, as as much as the losses that we've all been through um, and every parent goes through um, are are. It, um, important to understand and to keep hold of in in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think you've got to allow your other children to be their own person yeah. as well. And um, because you, it, I, I, and again, maybe it's just the fact that we've got both. We've got two girls. Mm. It would be very easy to kind of expect Etta to think, well, would Callie be like this at this point, and would would Callie be doing this, and 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 
you've got to allow, we, you know, we're going to allow Etta as much as possible to have her, have her own life as well. You know, we, we don't want it to, we don't want it to be a, um, uh, I suppose hindrance is the wrong word, but we don't want it to be a, we don't want it to be um, a, a hindrance for her. We want it to be a positive for her. To, to be fair, she's she's an absolute fruit loop. My old man reckons there's both of them inside her anyway. So like they reckon. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's always said that Callie's doing some parts of her right, okay. mind and, and brain, like, you know, to, oh. to, yeah. So it's a nice way of putting it, I think, sometimes. As well. Yeah, so, I can, yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah. Something else I wanted to ask you guys as well, and whoever would like to go first on this, just, just jump in and go for it. So Craig, Jack, if you just want to jump in, that's fine. <laughs> With uh, seeing your other children and maybe the eldest of your other children, when they get to an age where they're trying to explain to their younger brothers or sisters, if they're a conversation about, you know, their, their brother or sister that's no longer with them, uh, is that something that's happened yet or that you've thought about? Yeah, we've had it quite a few times with Isabella, obviously, around the house and, and different things. We've got teddies, we've got different books, there's obviously photos and whatnot, so... So have I mean, you seen have you seen um Isabella's your oldest? Have yeah. you seen Isabella? Sort of, you know, when you walk into the room and you see two of the other kids just talking to each other and it's quite cute, but then you realize, Yeah, I mean they, they, they do it quite about. a bit. I mean, strangely enough, yesterday, um, me and my wife Ellen, we just happened to walk into the front room and and the youngest Amelia, I mean, it, it wasn't his birthday, but she was singing happy birthday to Oscar. Um, <laughs> okay, that's beautiful. So, so she kind of she knows about just off of, her own, off her own yeah just completely just Brilliant. yeah just just singing happy birthday to him so how did that make you feel that would uh it's, that it's would a strange feeling i think that yeah it, it's kind of strange because she, she wants to sing about him but it's bittersweet i think is the word yeah in a yeah. strange way she, she's never met him yeah and she still doesn't fully understand who he is although yeah. we say he's your older brother she's still not fully aware whereas she sees isabella as her older sister yeah Isabella is here and she plays with her every day and she does everything with her. Because you have to factor in the imagination of a child at that definitely. age. As, as yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it is quite strange and, and Isabella <laughs> will, will read books to her and they'll talk about her, they'll look at the photos, that kind of thing. Um, and like you say, it's quite a bit of sweet because mm. in one, in, you get quite emotional because yeah. they're your kids talking about it, but also you're quite proud that, well, they are talking about him in a positive way. Yeah. They're, that's their brother is that is that something you can relate to as well craig with your with your children yeah noah we had a a few instances where he would um he would talk to poppy on the stairs when it uh, shortly after it happened and he would also uh, sit on our bed and tell us that poppy was on the stairs waiting to come up stairs um and we kind of went along with it um Mm -hmm. it is is being a child so young he was very innocent so we just embraced that um and it was comforting it was emotional but comforting at the same time um and that happened a few times um and he was convinced that poppy was there he really was with noah and reuben we we don't we've never had that we've never had that at all but with noah we had a few instances where yeah opened our eyes a little bit but it was beautiful do you know that I, I'm just going to jump in because both Jack and Craig have obviously said about being emotional when you see things like that. And I think that's one thing that um, I've always struggled to deal with um, myself is showing my emotion in front of the kids. So I think, and that comes back to the whole man thing and about, you know, men being men and not wanting to, to 
almost show what you could term as a weakness in inverted commas. And and that's obviously why we're doing these sort of podcasts, yeah. you know, to be able to sort of break that stigma, but actually showing the emotion with the kids. And I, I still, to this day, can't think of a time where I've ever cried in front of the kids. When I felt emotional, I'll always take myself away somewhere else. If I mean, How does that make you feel as well? Is that something, not that it really matters, but whether you should or should not do it? I, I see. I don't think it's an issue with crying yeah. in front of your children because I I it does it polarizes opinion that one. I yeah, think. absolutely. And but also I think it shows kids that it's actually okay to show your emotion. Yes, um, I agree. And actually, so you, I mean, I'm I'm I suppose a hypocrite in some ways that I'm sitting here saying, Oh yeah, it's okay to cry in front of your kids. Oh, hang on a sec, I'm just gonna go upstairs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. Because I think everyone deals with things in their own in their <clears> own way. Hundred percent. But like, you know, Jack and, and Craig have said there, and obviously Matt as well that actually showing that emotion in front of your children, it's not a bad thing at all because they understand certainly with boy children as well, you know, that it is okay to cry. It is okay to not be okay and break the stigma that's associated with this, you know, that, uh, that men should be the strong one and, and what have you. And actually that, you know, men do show emotion at the same time, albeit maybe very different. I, I just wanted to pick up on that after. We had um, something similar to that kind of last year when um, Isabella being at school, it was getting close to Christmas, December time. So it had just been Oscar's birthday. She was at school. They, they started doing the Christmas list to send off to Santa, that kind of thing. And um, she brought a copy home uh, after school. So I come home from work. She's come, Daddy, Daddy, we've, we've done our Christmas list to Santa. So I sort of sat down with her in the, the front room and she, she's read it to me. And at the top of her list, she said, I, just, I want my baby brother back. Oh wow! And instantly, wow. you just kind of like, yeah. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, how do you react? I didn't want to respond. I didn't want her to see that in that moment. Yeah. So how did you react then? Like, I kind of bit my tongue and just kind of sat there for as long as mm. I could before I ran off, like you said, and just had yeah, a bit of yeah. a, a bit of a, a, an emotion to myself. And then, kind of, we just went through it and we kind of explained, well, as nice as that is, your, your brother isn't going to be coming back, kind of thing. Mm. Um. But yeah, just kind of touching on what you're saying, I, I sometimes think there's a right and a wrong place to let them see your emotions. For them, for Isabella there, definitely it was a positive. She was wanting something nice and it was a Christmas list to Santa. For me then to get upset and emotional, I don't think would have been right for her to see. It Whereas could, there's times yeah. maybe on his birthday where we get upset as a family that it's a bit more of a family thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I understand that, yeah. a bit more. I think almost in a way it brings it kind of full circle to a degree because the very first podcast that we did was The Elephant in the Room, wasn't it? And it was because of that first episode when when I knew that we weren't doing the podcast yesterday uh, because it was Lily Mae's birthday. And then when I left uh, Ryan a voice note earlier on today just to check about tonight's recordings and I I went to record it and I went, oh, hang on, do I, I was in two minds for a second, like, do I, do I say happy birthday? I'm straight away, I was like, oh, idiot, I should have done it yesterday. <laughs> but I thought, well, actually, no, of course, it's, it's, this is, it's fine, yes, yes. So I, I wished happy birthday to Lily on the voice note from yesterday as well. I think one of the things that keeps coming back when we, when we do these podcasts is, and maybe we need to dedicate a whole one to it, I think the whole men showing emotion in general is a big mm-hmm. topic. And mm-hmm. around this, because it's true, I mean, it reminded, I wasn't sure if it was appropriate to say, but I think um, now we're, we're, we're nearly at the end, I'll, I'll do it. The only... The only time I um, 
my parents split up when I was nine, but I remember when I was about seven or eight. So it was when my dad was still living with us. And the only time I ever saw him cry was my own fault. Cause I just remember in our house, in my hometown, um, we were sat on the edge of the bath and I remember, you know, you have weird memories from when you're so young that you remember vividly, but then you don't remember whole years of your life. And so I was seven and I just remember while the bath was waiting to fill and I was sat there, my dad was, you know, waiting next to me. And I just thought, I wonder what would happen if I just really hit him as hard as I can in his nuts. Because <laughs> I thought he was Superman, <laughs> obviously, as you do. And I have this, mem- have this memory of him just doubling up. And then they left the room. So I was like, okay. And that was the first time I saw him cry. <laughs> it's also the only time I've ever punched someone. <laughs> Again, I don't know if I should have said that story or not, but it's inappropriate. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> obviously, talking about emotions and stuff like that, next Sunday is obviously Valentine's Day, just something that we're doing for the charity at the moment, which is a um, doing a dedication for babies for Valentine's Day. Um, so we're not we're not um, charging people for the dedication. But what we're doing is we're going to put a, a small video together where parents have put a dedication to their baby and we're just asking for a donation because um, obviously all charities at the moment are in difficult situations. So a small donation and what we will do is we'll do a tile for those parents with a message to their baby and it'll be put into a video and then streamed out on the relevant social media platforms. It's just um, something that we've been asked to to do by a few parents and stuff. And Great idea. Whilst we understand that some people, maybe it's not something that somebody would want to do, um, you know, it's an idea that we've come up from the charity. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's all on our Facebook and uh, Instagram pages. So if it's something that you would like to do, yeah. then please do get in touch. A comment has just come through, which I've just spotted, by the way, on the Facebook. It's, um, there's a, a charity called Darcy's Dream as well, which do some great work with siblings and families. Um, so I believe they're on Facebook. They're tagged in this podcast. Um, so, yeah, there's a, another support network for um, siblings. and All right. Thank you very much. Well, listen, Jack, thank you uh, very much for, for coming on. Thank Thanks you very much me. as well, Craig. Thank you. Uh, we hope that you can. Uh, I've really enjoyed this one because, I mean, obviously, they're all very serious. And that's the reason why we're here. But we try and keep it lighthearted to a certain degree. Uh, but today's has been uh, quite quite a deep one, I think, as well with some of the I, I've I've learned a lot from from today's one because I hadn't thought of really any of these angles that you guys have been educating me about and <clears throat> other people as well are watching it. So so thank you very much. Cheers for uh, being with us again, Matt. As always, no problem. And uh, like Ryan said, if anyone would like to get involved with the Valentine's mm. idea for next Sunday, you can do that. Is there a cutoff date? When's the when does it have to all be done uh, by? Right? Dates on Thursday, I think this Thursday. week. Wednesday or Thursday this week. Yes, so all Thursday on the social media pages. So yeah. all right. Brilliant. Well, um, have a uh, have a brilliant rest of your evening, everyone. And we will be back with episode six sooner rather than later. So have a good night. Take care. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.